Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Matt, and this is Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit, your beacon of freedom and the American way of life. Tune in every Friday for a new episode as we dive into the world of liberty and what makes our country great. Today, we be a drinking the rum. The rum. Lots and lots of rum we're going to be drinking here today. All right, enough of the bullcrap. <laughs> All right, Pirate Joe, get out of here. What are you doing here? You're not supposed to be in here. Get out of here. I don't know. Who let that guy in here? I don't know. He found his way in here. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back. Eric and Matt here, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit. Thanks for tuning in today. And you heard him. We're going to be uh, getting into some rums. It's a beautiful sight. Dude. It is a lovely sight and smell. Man, and I love rum. Now, in case you guys don't know, we've already done a podcast where we did a scotch flight. We did a bourbon flight. Now we're doing a rum flight. In case you guys don't know, a flight is essentially a collection of spirits that we are going to take through here. And uh, we're going to you know, taste some different rum. Oh, yeah. You ready? I'm born ready. Dude, now normally we have five selections. Today we have seven it's going to be a good day. We know? have a selection for every C, all the seven Cs. <laughs> hey, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I might be drawing a sword at some point today. Well, I know the last one on the list is, is kind of like a wild card. I happen to have that. It's got a very, very cool story to it and all that stuff. So it's going to be a fun one. All right. Well, in typical fashion, guys, as we go through, we're going to try to give a little bit of a description of each uh, spirit that we're dealing with here. And also, we are recording video of today's exploits. I'm sure you guys see how much of a cheeseburger I was there in the intro, being a, <laughs> a fake pirate. But uh, Well, actually, no, it wasn't a fake pirate. That was a real pirate. Yes. Uh, he just passed through. It was the weirdest thing. But uh, anyway, we are recording video today, so you'll probably see that uh, pumped out on social media somewhere, uh, if we dare. If we dare. All right, so let's go ahead and pose the question, well, what the heck is rum? When someone says rum, what makes rum rum? All right. Well, I've got a description here from the interwebs. All right. Rums originated in the West Indies and are first mentioned in records from Barbados in about 1650. They were called Kill Devil or Rumbulian. And by 1667, they were simply called rum. British sailors received regular rations of rum from the 18th century until 1970. It's a long time. Wow. Tell me about it. Rum, the major liquor distilled during the early history of the United States, was sometimes mixed with molasses and called blackstrap, or mixed with cider to produce a beverage called Stonewall. Oh, that's a first. Haven't heard of that. The so more that's interesting, you know. yeah. All right. Most rums are made from molasses. The residue remaining after sugar has been crystallized from sugarcane juice, containing as much as 5% sugar. Some Countries import molasses for use in rum production. Where sugar industries are undeveloped, rum is often made with sugarcane juice. Yes. A low-quality spirit called taffia is made from impure molasses or other sugarcane residue, but is not considered a true rum. It is seldom exported. The heavy, dark, and full-bodied rums are the oldest type and have the strong molasses flavor. And we can see here our selections, uh, you know, vary in color. Uh, we've got some good lighting in here. We can look. Uh, they, they vary in color from a, a light amber all the way to like a really dark uh, molasses-looking sort of consistency. Right. And then you have tar on the very end back here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, guys, I have not had anything to eat today, so I'm going to be snacking. We do have some uh, cheese and crackers and other snacks here to go along with our uh, selections today here. Absolutely. Get us started. What's All our right. first one? So the first one is uh, Kirk and Sweeney. It's a 23-year-old rum. So what you'll find with rums, and I've always known rum to be just more of a sweet spirit, um, you know, it's always been when you see pirates with no teeth, it's because this is all they drank was rum and it has a really, really high sugar content. They didn't brush their teeth back in the day. Uh, and it was very common for them to not have teeth or have missing teeth. So 
the color uh, you're gonna find i know we've we did uh scotch and we did bourbon those spirits typically get their color from the barrel uh, versus rum, which is, is just from the process of molasses being dark. Uh, now, they do make light rum, which it looks almost like a vodka, which is clear. Uh, however, most of these, if not all of these, are uh, aged or what they call dark rums. And that's, again, either because they're aged in barrels. I know uh, at least one of them are aged in uh, bourbon barrels, which is really cool. And the other ones are uh, just a molasses base. So it's going to have a naturally dark uh color profile and rum is really like especially spice rum it's like a really sweet drink yeah and the spice rum has spice in it so it's gonna have you're gonna have like corianders and all spices and it's more or less like a little little bit of spice in your mouth um but kirk and sweeney's 23 it's a 23 year old rum and you price point wise it's much easier to get into a very, very good aged rum than it is like a bourbon. So you're going to see that having a really, really high aged uh, rum is is perfectly fine. The barrier to entry is not that high. And no. you're getting a great product, product for oh, it. Oh, gosh, man. And what a cool bottle. Yeah. Looks like it literally just came off of an old vessel. That's what I was going to say. It looks like it came off of the, the, the bowels of a pirate ship. You know, even with the little cordage going around the neck. Yeah, you got the cork, you know. It's really cool. It looks like something a pirate would drink. Yep. I have a fun fact about that bottle. What's that? It's, they said that um, the, the people who were reviewing it was like, that's $10 worth of glass in the box. Yeah, good point. <laughs> that's true. So, and, and you guys probably didn't hear Brandy was in the room. She said that, uh, that there's probably $10 worth of glass in the bottle. <laughs> it's true. It's a paperweight. Um, so if we look to... To Kirk and Sweeney, uh, the nose uh, the nose is cola, cinnamon, and some very pleasing sugarcane funk uh, tasting notes. It actually says they use the word cane. funk. Yeah, sugar ta- sugarcane funk. I too, lad, like to live I dangerously. Do, I, I, I do get the little bit of funk, and it's not a bad funk. It's just like one of those. It smells like age, like when you walk into a an old like your grandparents' closet. It's well, it ain't like, like smelling <laughs> ass or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, um, the taste. Uh, it opens with, uh, according to the taste, because this is all subjective, it's going to taste a little bit different. Uh, it opens with a dark fruit in the form of prunes and sherry, then becomes even richer. So you're, it's going to be more of a full-bodied flavor. Aye, I like to be rich too, lad. Yep, it's going to have hints of tobacco, molasses, obviously, uh, and wood spice pretty sure 23 years in a barrel will give it a little bit of wood spice maybe some funk yeah uh the finish is going to be long and earthy and it's pretty pretty right on for for aged rum uh and some oak tannins i wouldn't think after 23 years in a barrel you would have any oak tannins and you could probably see them floating in the bottom of the barrel or the bottom of the bottle i can see some right now actually all right, now I will say that going into this one, I am a huge fan of 23-year-old Kirk and Sweeney. This mm-hmm. is a fantastic drop. You're going to love it if you've never had it. Now, this is a 40%, uh, which puts it right at about 80 proof. Um, now, that's actually interesting. That actually is a requirement to come into the U.S. market. Um, in uh, the Dominican Republic, where they make their own uh, rum, it's actually bottled at 37%, so it's going to be slightly lower. Uh, so it's proofed down to about 70 to 75% on that. But uh, it's going to be a little bit smoother. Um, but yeah, let's let's give it a try. I'd like to read the tag on the bottle. Listen to oh, this. Oh, go for it. Check this out. All right, it's got a little U.S. Coast Guard tag. It says, Vessel, Kirk and Sweeney, Origin, Dominican Republic, Destination, Long Island, New York. Cargo, 867 cases of rum. Remarks, eight persons on board. So that's cool. Gives you kind of the the feeling of uh, some guys delivering rum. That's kind of cool. Eight packs. Well, man, let's taste it. Yeah, man. All right, give it a nose. Smells great. Mm. It's got a very, very sweet smell to it. Ooh, so good. That's good. That hit the spot right there. That's smooth rum. You, you dare not, our matey, you dare not 
throw a single drop of coke in that. Yeah. Lest no, that, ye be driven down to Davy Jones's locker. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, look at it. It's like stuck to the wall of the glass. I mm-hmm. mean, it is. Whew, that is Man, really, really good. That is some fantastic rum. I'm going to start doing pirate shit here in a minute. Seriously. I, I mean, I would put that up against any any bottle of bourbon like any day of the week. That's Isn't it good? Yeah. And and again, it's like a it's a it's a barrier of entry thing. Fifty bucks for that bottle of, yep. of rum. And yeah, like a lot of people, it's real easy to go, oh well Captain Morgan, you can buy a gallon for twenty bucks or something. In a plastic jug. In a plastic <laughs> jug. But for a little bit more money if you if rum's your thing, man, that is one fantastic drop of rum right there. But you know, with that said, nobody is pouring a uh Glen Karen of Captain Morgan out of a plastic jug and and truly sitting there sipping it and enjoying it like yeah. this you could sit here and pour a whole glass oh. sit on the chair smoke a cigar or just hang out and literally sip it and truly enjoy it it's it's a really good rum man isn't it is it your first time having the twenty three year mm-hmm it's good isn't it it's my first time having Kirk and Sweeney uh, in general but especially the twenty three year. They have an 18-year-old uh, as well, and it's uh, it's delicious as well. Very good. Man, that's a high bar to set, boys and girls. That is. That is. There you go. Buddy, that, that was – man. I appreciate the, the opportunity to have that, man. That was really good. Oh, boy. We, we are – I think you created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> See, and look, I'll, I'll tell you. Every person that visits my home, I always let them try some of the nicer rums because mm-hmm. I believe that rum is a very underappreciated spirit. That a lot of people tend to not really understand how delicate and uh, the bouquet that rum has to offer. It is a very, very delicate and uh, beautiful drink. I love it. And it's got a great finish. I mean, it's, it, I still have the finish in my mouth. It, it's yeah. great. Oh, gosh. Yummy. All right, so we're going to uh, move on to the next rum. And this is going to be the Zafra 21-year-old rum. Uh, now, I've never had this rum. This is going to be new for me. Uh, now, some of the rums that we have here in our flight, I've had before. I would say about half of them I've had before. Some of them are new. So about 50-50 in terms of ones I've had before versus uh, new ones. Uh, the Zafra, Zafra is a new one for me. Uh, I picked this bottle up because I noticed that it had, it said, uh, exceptional 95-point rating from the Beverage Testing Institute of <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> eh? New right. York City. New York City. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm not going to read this as a pirate. I hey, promise. Go for it. Okay, but I've, I've got some uh, description here, so let's, uh, let's check it out. The, <clears throat> the Zafra Master Reserve 21 is a premium rum distilled in Panama at the Las Cabras Distillery by Master Blender Francisco Don Pancho Fernandez. The rum is made from molasses and aged in American bourbon barrels for at least 21 years. Dang. The rum is carefully distilled at Las Cabras Distillery in Panama. All right, so a couple of tasting notes. We have uh, dry and caramelly. Apparently that's a word. Yeah, caramelly. I didn't know it was. Yeah. The, the, the E-Y? Put it, E-Y? Uh, it is a e, <laughs> uh, M-E-L-L-Y. Ah, okay. <laughs> dry and caramelly, vanilla, cherry, smoky, raisin, Ginger, slightly sweet, sugar, oak. I, li- I like the way you looked at me when you said ginger. Hmm? You are far <laughs> from a ginger. You are not a ginger. <laughs> okay, uh, it says it pairs well with any cigar. Gosh, I feel like we're shorting ourselves here. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Very smooth, a little sweet. And if you guys follow Game of Thrones, you know that the Hound hates uh, rum because it's a woman's drink. It's too sweet. That's what he says. That's okay. All right. And to finish off, we have a smooth body. Toffee and molasses are the foundation. Hints of tobacco. Approachable bourbon notes. I'll be the judge of that. Yes. Uh, Cherries, vanilla, oak, spices, and even grapes. They had to add that. Even grapes. Mm. An angel's touch of sweet. That's what it says. My concern is that it might be a little too complex for a rum. Like I, I get like everybody likes to try something different, and they want to be, uh, they want to put themselves in a different league. But that is a lot. Like that is a lot of stuff to go into a rum. I mean, grapes. 
Okay. Well, mm. let's let the rum speak for itself. Mm. And and here's the thing. Now, if I were a pirate hell-bent on swashbuckling and any type of uh, pillaging and killing, I don't know. Would this be the rum I'd go for? Who knows? Let's give it a shot. I'm going to sneak a smell here. Mm. All right. Let's go for it. Got to be careful. I might get jacked up here. I may <laughs> I may draw a sword. Hey. Ah, it's just garly knave. Here you go. All right. All right, so we got got her poured up here. All right, and what I'm going to do here also um, for our listeners, obviously, you, if you're watching, you see, but listeners can't can't see. Uh, we're going to look at the color. It's beautiful color. Yeah, it's got a great amber color to it. It's got a nice amber color. It's not like super dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you compare it to the, the Sweeney we just had, the Sweeney, man, it looks like molasses. I mean, it yep. looks... It, it has like a bur- like a dark burgundy yeah, to it. it's almost got a bourbon look yeah. to it. All I right. can still see those tannins floating around in the bottle. <laughs> All right, so we looked at the at the bottles. Look at the glass. Beautiful amber color. Mm-hmm. Not super dark. Kind of reminds me of like a 15-year-old scotch in terms of the color. Maybe a nice Macallan scotch. Yep. And these have... Do you have tannins in yours? Like you can see the little thing yeah. floating around in there? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. that's kind of cool. And it kind of sticks to the side of the glass. All right, well, let's give it a nose here. It's a little bit lighter than the Kirk and Sweeney. Like, it, I mean, it's not as pungent. It's definitely not as bold and pronounced mm-hmm. as the Kirk and Sweeney. And I will say also that I'm immediately given sort of this... Um, alcohol-like kick, like you get that heat in your nose, mm-hmm. like you're smelling pure grain alcohol. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but... Um, I get a little bit of that with banana, which is weird. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. All right, let's give it a taste. Hmm. Wow. It's got a lot more it's heat got on go, it. It's got some stuff going on yeah, in it. It's got a lot more heat. It's not definitely not as smooth. It's interesting. The first the first sip I didn't I didn't take to it, but now the finish is kind of getting me. Like the finish is that is good. Fin- that is yeah, good. The finish it, is kind of winning me over, dude. It's got like a it's got kind of a delicacy to it. It's very delicate. And if you were like so, my favorite cigar. So so since the since the rum maker mentioned cigars specifically, I like the Liga Pravada Number no. Nine. Absolutely, it's a good spicy cigar, and it you know kind of burns your lips a bit. So I could see like, all right, I'm on. All right, picture myself on a porch in the Caribbean. The waves are rumbling. There's no pirates coming to get me. Mm-hmm. This is just me hanging out on the porch, and I've got a Liga Number no. Nine and this rum. You know the spice of a of a good spicy cigar mm-hmm. offset by this delicate rum with really good flavor. I could see where it would really enhance the flavor of it of this, the cigar too. I would I would pair this. I mean, I love Liga, but I can't use a Liga because you just did it. So my alternate would be uh, La Gloriana Series R. It's a great, robust, dark stick. And it would pair great with this because this tastes like a smoked banana. Like I get like a very like a smoked banana or like a raisin. Yeah, like a prune or a raisin, like something that's like very banana. Or maybe even a date or something. I, it, it's good. It's got a very fruity kind of yeah. aftertone. You can really get those hints of fruit. If you ever have you ever you know how when you eat a banana that stringy part that sticks to the banana. It reminds me of when you bite into that. It just has like this real banana flavor i don't know where it's coming from but that's what i get not a bad thing it just heavy on the banana for me yeah um that is one delicious it's good it's good i bottle like it of rum. i like it i mean I, I the first the first sip i was like kind of taken aback i was like Ugh. but then the finish won me over and then the second the second swig got me so it's it's good i definitely would drink that again uh, I would drink it again. I have to say that so far uh, at this part of our journey, I have to say that the Kirk and Sweeney's still oh, won me over. Oh, that was super smooth. Now, all right, moving into our next one. All right, now this is, out of all of the rums on the table, this is the highest price rum on the table. Uh, now, I want to, for the sake of our listeners and viewers, uh, thank you guys, um, 
I do want to mention that I had a couple of Ron Zacapa offerings on the table uh, that I was going to bring uh, down here, but they didn't make it into this flight because I wanted to to break out this Zacapa. Now, uh, I'm uh, no stranger to Ron Zacapa. They are by far one of my favorite rum brands. I love Ron Zacapa's rum. I have a 21 and a 23-year-old upstairs nice. in terms of uh, the Zacapas I have. This is the Zacapa XO Solera, Ooh. which is kind of a little bit... I mean, it comes in this beautiful box. Extra and, uh, special. I know that our listeners can't see the box, but our viewers, point to you, and look at this beautiful box that it comes in. Yeah. Look at that. It's Came. got like its own little shadow box and little yep. description. It's just a really cool like a, box. Like a velvet backing type yeah, deal. Very yeah. pretty box it comes in. Um, and, of course, the bottle... Uh, is beautiful. Uh, it's got this uh, almost looks like a, a potion bottle uh, with a very unique shape to it. Uh, the topper, the cork for the bottle, appears to have wood on top, real wood. Mm-hmm. It's got this this beautiful gold on it. It's just a really pretty bottle, and the color, man, it just looks. You know what it reminds wicked. me of? It looks. Uh, the, I'm gonna really want to try that. But it, the bottling reminds me of a Hennessy Paradis. I don't, if, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the shape of the bottle, uh, for those that are watching and listening, you know, check it out. Uh, that's a great cognac. Uh, this is going to be, I would imagine, something similar. Yep. And we're going to read the notes as well. Or you are. It's your turn. Oh, nice. Oh, well, you know, when in Rome, we might as well pour us a, a nice pour. That is that looks great. Oh man, Ooh-wee. I'm not. Ooh. Oh, it's, it, it smells yeah. like like ooh heaven. Instant smile All on right, my here's face. Here's our description. There's a lot going on. Ooh. I'm going to let Matt handle the description on this particular Ronza Kappa so I can eat a little bit here. You know, I'm always thinking of my stomach. So this rum is carefully distilled at Industrious. Licorivas de Guatemala Distillery in Guatemala. I'm not even Spanish. I just hit it like that. Uh, it's steeped in Guatemalan history. It's a blend of rums from 6 to 25 years old. So that's actually kind of cool that they're... And the unique thing about blending is that people look at it like it's some way to, I guess, cheapen the liquor. But in actuality, it really allows that master distiller to take the best of every batch and make a really really comprehensive bottling so this is a blend it is a blend but it's all a blend of this of it's just an aged blend so basically they're taking barrels that have been aged for six years which is still remarkable for any type of aging process for a liquor or spirit so they're taking a six-year to 25 year so it could be you know a couple of different barrels in between they don't really go into detail about it mm-hmm. but when you start looking at all of the different even when you get into like fine wines there's no such thing as a, a, a single barrel wine like they are blending all of their wines even the most expensive bottles of wine are blended to, to hit a specific profile that that person wants to hit very similar. Uh, this, I think it's a great... People look down on it, but I think it's a great aspect of it. Um, so the appearance is going to be mahogany with coppery tints. I think they nailed it. It definitely... Uh, it looks exactly like they, they wanted it to, how they intended. And the interesting thing, when you start getting into like XOs, XRs, um, and higher-end bottlings, there is a very meticulous process that 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 master distiller is trying to go for. It's almost like a piece of art. They want it to be a very specific color. They want it to have a very specific profile, both smell and taste. For the amount of money that you're paying for this, that's their end goal is to have it be more of an experience. So the smell, and that's why these notes are going to pretty much be on point with what we see because it is a more expensive bottling. You're putting a lot more... Uh, effort into it so the smell is uh, going to be matured toasted oak burnt caramel bourbon cedar pipe tobacco chocolate delicate floral notes so no funk no funk in this one 
Mm. And it smells exactly like the notes say. Man. It's it's an amazing thing. Dude, that that has a beautiful <laughs> aroma. Yep. The toast like, it smells like cologne. Like it'd be some nice cologne. The toasted oak and the pipe tobacco are immediate. Like it smells like a cherry type toba- uh pipe tobacco. It's almost like nosing a port or a sherry, like very sweet and delicate God, and cologne like. So like good. it's like drinking yeah. cologne. Yeah, it's not in a bad way. No, and I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. I definitely think it's it's spot on. Uh, the flavor is going to be sweet and spicy, dark cherry chocolate, uh, sultana. I have I, I I don't know what that is. I'm sure that you guys what might Google that as soon as uh, you hear it. Uh, date and prune. That's pr- I mean last ones have been date and prune as well. Brown sugar, which is obvious. Uh, toffee cedar and tobacco tobacco seems to be the go-to for aged uh aged rums or aged bourbons it's going to be pretty pretty standard the finish uh it's going to be long and smooth uh, great uh sugary with vanilla coffee smoke and honey with the tiniest amount of marzipan (laughs) well then (laughs) yes Uh, fancy marzipan on the palate I'm not sure I want to get in a sword fight. Yes. So, let's check it out. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. All right. We've already nosed it. Let's just go for it. Hmm. Oh, that's the copper. 110%. That's the copper. Yeah. If you can see see the smile on my face. Wow. It's like a, it literally, like a firework went off in my mouth. Like Flavor Town is right there. Mm-hmm. Like it just burst, boom, and you get all these flavors. You know, okay. I wish to say something. Yes. I wish to, uh, I wish to commit a, a comment <laughs> to <laughs> internet. Uh, <laughs> dumb. Yes. All right. Maybe the rum is talking, boy. It is. This is a good thing. Seriously, I almost wonder if possibly we're a little jaded because we know this is a really expensive drop. Maybe what we'll do... I don't know how much this costs. Like, full disclosure, guys, I don't know how much this bottle costs. How much do you think it costs? Hmm. Just by going on taste, I would... If I was going to spend money on this bottle myself and i said you know what i don't have a problem spending this money i would probably put a 125 bucks on it i'm not going to claim to remember what i paid for it but it was definitely over a hundred dollars so okay. you're you're we're, we're somewhere close yeah. i mean if you said and this is me being super frugal i normally don't spend that much but especially if, on a bottle of rum yeah Most and if i said and much. if i said hey you know what i'm in a liquor store and i'm buying something else and i'm like ah, oh, you know what I, if I saw a hundred twenty five dollar price tag on it, I'm like, okay, that's a that's a fair, extremely fair deal. I'll, well, especially I'll buy if that. you'd had it before. One right. thing I'll mention that what might make a great subject for a future flight. All right, I'll tell you what. I've decided mm-hmm. what the next flight's going to be. A mystery flight. Oh, and we have to. We may narrow it down to like you know one type of spirit, but we have to try to guess if it's a cheap spirit. If it's an expensive spirit, and maybe if our taste buds uh, don't betray us, we can determine what we're actually drinking. As long that, as it's tough. As long as it's not gin. Ugh, I don't, <laughs> no, it won't I, be gin. I don't do gin. Or as long as it's not, not uh, hot <laughs> stuff like hot sauce, right? <laughs> I actually I don't mind doing hot stuff. I I can do hot stuff, um, and maybe we'll revisit that. <laughs> All right, maybe we will. All right, man, this is this is like one of those drinking experiences that. You almost don't want it to end. I know. Now I have to go Google how much. Hopefully, this isn't like a freaking eight hundred dollar bottle. Then I want to feel like I oh no, I no cheapened nothing it. like that. But <laughs> but this is definitely one of the bottles that comes out of the glass cabinet where they, they, you, mm. you got to ask them to open it. It's like the Hennessy Paradis, yes. <laughs> or, or like the, uh, God, the Grand Marnier, good. you know, eighteen eighty, or yep. you know, which is a beautiful cognac. We'll get into cognac in a future video. Maybe we will. Another yes. presentation for cognac. That's really good, though. Like it you, is. you definitely you can tell that it's they put a lot of effort into that. It's super smooth, great flavor profile. It turned out exactly how they wanted it to turn out. 
Well done. Yep. Man, Ron Zacapa, killing it. What a great drop. You know, I, I am a, I'm a Zacapa man. Well, Kirk I'm, and Sweeney not, and Zacapa are currently like fist fighting for my business. <laughs> I, I honestly don't drink enough rum to, to know like Zacapa or Kirk and Sweeney. I know a rum in general, how it's produced, what it, what makes it a rum. And I know some of the finer details. Brand-wise, I'm completely at your your mercy here. You could give me like a cheap rum. I'm like, that's amazing. You're like, dude, that's like 25 bucks a bottle. <laughs> I wouldn't steer you in the wrong direction. Well, thank you. All right. We're moving on down the line. We've got a lot to drink here. Oh, boy. All right. This I'm already is, feeling it. I know. <laughs> we still got a ways to go. All right. Um, so this next uh, bottle of rum here is also new for me. Now, I've never had the Zacapa XO before. This is one that I rolled the dice on. But really, though, saying that you're rolling the dice on a bottle of Ron Zacapa is not possible. Right. Anything that says Zacapa on it, you're probably in for a treat. So I don't want to say I rolled the dice, but let's just say I wanted to really get us a really nice bottle of rum that I knew would be uh, up to my standards for rum. And honestly, the the rum that I judge all rums by is 23-year-old Kirk and Sweeney. That is a very high standard. because It that... is a high standard because it is such a fairly priced rum. And for being an aged rum that you get for such a great price, it's really tough to beat. 23-year-old Kirk and Sweeney is the 12-year-old McAllen of the rum world. Nice. It's a, it's a good analogy. Now it puts it in perspective. All right. So I'm going to um, go on with the show notes here, and I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you the bottle, let you inspect the color, and I'll read off the notes here that we have on our our next uh, selection here is a grander, grander, grander Panama Rum Single Barrel. This is an eight-year-old rum. It reminds me of a bullet bourbon. The color profile of it, it's what I would imagine, it's what bullet bourbon looks like. Perfect. All right. So you're liking the color. Yep. I like the presentation. The bottle's nice. Real pretty bottle. It's, it's a very uh, hipster bottling. It, it looks like a very hipster thing to do. Like just, so? just the way the label is set up and the, the uh, debossing of the glass. It's... Yeah, in my opinion, that's just how I would imagine. I would say from a branding perspective, it, it certainly doesn't scream rum. It, it yeah, would scream yeah. more like a whiskey bottle than it would rum. Like a bullet bourbon bottle. Uh, to be fair, it <laughs> says that, uh, I guess it's bottled and Hang on, I'll, I'll get onto that. I don't want to jump the gun here. All right, we're going to go off the website. Let's do Founders it. Notes. Uh, individuality. I'm amazed. And this is the founder speaking. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he sounds, but you're going to have to pretend. Uh, I'm amazed how each barrel of rum develops its own character or fingerprint. The conditions that surround the rum, such as the barrel, location within the warehouse, and the changing climate are the culprits. Each barrel is a unique expression, some spicier and some sweeter, but each are beautiful in their own right. Production notes. Distillery, the Las Cabras Distillery in Panama. Okay, so the same Mm. distillery. Yep. Uh, that makes, uh, what was it, our Z- Zafra. Yep. All right. Interesting. Which is a I'm blend. I'm going to feel like so a real might, fool it, if it's the same It might be in there because it was a blend, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Panam, pan, oh, that's a hard word to say. Panama, pan, pana, Panamanian? Panamanian. Panamanian? Yep. Sugarcane molasses. Proprietary cultivated yeast and Panamanian water. So does that mean water that's going to give you dysentery? Maybe some of the Panama Canal. Maybe they just go there and scoop it right out. Oh, boy. (laughs) I digress. All right. Uh, Distillation is a multi-column distillation process. Aging, minimum of eight years. Barrels are ex-bourbon, white oak, and some may have previously held sherry. Probably same barrels that McCallum buys because that sounds uh, close to their description mm-hmm. of their barrels. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a trend here of using the used bourbon barrels as because mm-hmm. I know some bourbon barrels can only u- be used once. So mm-hmm. there's probably a an excess of bourbon barrels. There's nothing finer <laughs> than a good white oak barrel. Yep. And then like when you're talking about um, uh, whiskey, you know, like a charred oak. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's how it gets that kind of charred taste. We haven't we haven't gone down the whiskey route. We'll do that soon. Right. All right. Uh, let's see. So cast strength is your uh, average um, 
your ABV is cash strength, which will bear, uh, vary by barrel. Sorry, as the as the presentation goes on, my words are going to get more the, and more. The slurred. rum kicks in. I'll have to let the pirate take over. Okay, uh, filtration none, straight from the barrel. Additives no flavoring or sugar added. Color is natural from the barrel. Tasting notes: each barrel is a unique expression, delivering a distinctively rich aroma and a full body taste profile. Hmm. This will be interesting. All right. I'm noticing that a lot of these are not filtered uh, versus like a whiskey or bourbon, which are usually like charcoal filtered or put through some filtration process. These guys are coming, like all of these have tannins in it. They're coming straight out of the barrel. So it's almost like a barrel proof spirit. Hmm. Well, we're going to give it a shot. I would say that uh, on the cost end of things, this particular bottles, I would say uh, middle of the line. Hmm. Not super cheap, not uh, super expensive. Uh, it's just a nice uh, middle of the line. All right, let's give it a nose. Yep, definitely uh, a lot of toffee. It smells heavily of toffee on the nose, which is a good thing. I like toffee. A gentle aroma. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't Make me think that I'm smelling like rubbing alcohol or some mm-hmm. crazy, um, distinctively strong aroma. It's very delicate. Yep. Toffee. Yep. Toffee slash caramel. It's got a, it's got a pretty good thickness. It sticks to the wall pretty well. Color differences is is a drastic difference in color. I mean, like even sitting next to each other, I mean, well, granted, price difference is probably significantly different as well. Well, let's let the spirit speak for itself. We can give it a shot here. Wow. Mm. Not a, not a fan. Ooh. Hmm. That is a. Uh, to me, that was just all like alcohol. alcohol, methanol. Like, ooh. Uh, yeah. That would explain it. 107 proof. <laughs> it's definitely uh, got more kick on it because it's it's a lot stronger than the, than the last three. I think the last three were all, what, 80 proof? That one's about 107. Hmm. I'm developing an opinion. Go for it. It's not as smooth as any of the other spirits we've tried so far. Mm-hmm. Definitely not as smooth. It's got more of a burn, and I, I would attribute that probably to the higher alcohol content, yeah, as you it's said. It's a higher proof. Um, the color being on the lighter side probably beckons to less of the rum-tastic uh, flavor that you would expect out of a really dark rum. Man, you know, I have to say... One more taste. I mean, this is apparently a Georgia company. I don't want to put them down. I don't want to, you know, be that guy. It's it's good. Hmm. It's strong. I I mean, I'm breathing fire right now. And I mean, yes, I granted like 107 proof is isn't really that high versus like. 120, 126 from like a Booker's or a barrel proof bourbon, but it's it when you're proofed that high, it they do a very good job of enhancing the flavor. So you're not tasting alcohol or methanol, like that that alcohol mm. flavor. I just don't think they they edged they took the edge off enough. It's, Man, and I, I almost feel like we chose a very poor follow up to the XO. We should have done that one first. Listen, <laughs> here here's the thing. Following this is going to be difficult for anything on this table other than the 23-year-old Kirk and Sweeney. Now, this is the harshest tasting rum we've had so far. And when followed up by this, of course, anything's going to taste a little harsh. Yeah. This is like this puppy one, kisses of the group. This one was not fireworks in the mouth. It was not. It was a fire. <laughs> it was a literal fire in the mouth. Right. Now, I will say um, maybe a splash of Coke or maybe even a little water. Or some ice cubes. You know what? And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there is, like, so for example, a Johnny Walker Red. Nobody is going to drink Johnny Walker Red straight and say that is an amazing 
scotch whiskey like johnny walker red was basically made as a mixer it was made for a mixing scotch right they embrace it they know it maybe and i don't know the company i don't know i don't know the history behind it but maybe that's just their thing well um, or maybe they have higher uh, higher in offerings that you know Tastes better. It it has certainly got a decent flavor. Right. It's definitely got a little bit more of a burn. Now, would I consider this a pour in the glass and drink it neat rum? Maybe not so much. Now, let's say you're going to make a premium cocktail. Yes. Or let's say you know you really wanted a higher end cocktail That's with a, great a really point. nice uh, rum in it. This could definitely be a really really premium mixer. Uh, or if maybe just uh, on the rocks with some ice. Um, the way that I always judge every spirit that I drink is. Um, if you can't pour it in a glass and enjoy it and, and really get the aroma and, and taste it and, and take in the flavor for what it is, then chances are it's probably not worth drinking. That's fair. I, I think that if you use that at a bar and you use it as like a, if I ordered a rum and Coke and you use that over, say, Bacardi. It'd be smooth. That would be an amazing, I mean, oh, yeah. no comparison. You it, do, it, this would kick the socks off of just regular cat. You, you charge me 15 or $16 for a rum and Coke using that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't care. I'm like, all right. Now if you charge me fifteen or sixteen dollars using a Bacardi. Yeah, one fifty one. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> come on, guy. You use the well liquor, and I'm paying a premium price. So I, I do think that there's there's a difference there, and that might just be their niche. That might just be where they're at. Agreed. Um. So now we are at the uh, Santa. Teresa 1796. And I've been actually been eyeing this bottle because that is as burgundy as they get. That is beyond amber. That is a dark red. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the color. Yeah. That is I mean that's definitely like a burgundy, like a dark burgundy, dark red color. This is a bottle of rum that I've had before. Uh, I have had uh, another bottle of this. Only one bottle though, but it is delicious from my recollection. Now to be fair, I probably haven't had a bottle of this in about 10 years, so it's been a minute. Oh, this is going to be awesome then, because you're yeah. going to revisit that, so it's yeah. going to be my first time having it, and it's going to be your Second revisiting, time. your yeah. revisiting of it. I'm going to munch while you talk about So, that. this bottle was to commemorate the Hacienda Bicentennial of 1996. Shout out to the Atlanta Olympics that happened in 1996 as well. Uh, Alberto Volmer Herrera member of the fourth generation of the family challenged the company to develop a rum that could leverage all of its mastery learned in the first 200 years that that is an awesome thing to do is to challenge your own company to to break boundaries and do things that you haven't done that's how you grow that's how you get better uh and not stagnate and go out of business uh, Santa Teresa 1796 is a bold and elegant rum with blends up to 35 years aged in bourbon oak barrels. So that is very, very interesting. I mean, some of those rums are as old as we are. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, they're aged in bourbon oak barrels, which seems to be the common theme. Again, guys, there is no shortage of bourbon barrels because you can only use them once. So there's tons of them out there on the market. And then further aged through artisanal Solera method, resulting in a dry, smooth, and balanced rum. Hmm. So the appearance is going to be amber red. Is exactly what it caught my eye. I was like, that's a very unique color. It's red. Arr, I like yeah. the color of red. It's <laughs> the blood of my enemies when I take his ship. Hey, who let who let Pirate Joe back in here? Get out of here, Joe. Aye, I leave, <laughs> Captain. Uh, and it's uh, amber red and rich of thick tears. That is a very interesting description. Thick tears. Hmm. Nose, it's fruity aroma and notes of wood. And the palate is unique taste of nuts, leather, vanilla, cinnamon, dark chocolate, prunes, hints of honey and pepper. So this is going to be interesting. I'm excited. This one I've been, been kind of eyeing. So you know how you have like this hype 
Like you're like, oh man, I want to taste this. Now, hopefully it lives up to the hype. The and, hype, the promise, the delivery. And even if it's even if it's just bold and interesting, I think that it'll it'll satisfy that that hype. Well, we'll say it has a beautiful color. Oh yeah. Uh, and the packaging is very old world in terms of the tradition of the way that you know the stuff would have been done. And it comes in one of those uh, outer cans or whatever, like a okay, yep. beautiful like blue a, can, like a scotch, like a scotch. Comes very in. similar. Yeah, yep. Brandy's getting it. Yeah, it comes in this. Uh, Oh yeah, just like yeah. just just like a bottle of scotch. Yeah, this beautiful <laughs> blue can, nice blue color, and uh, the bottle itself is very um, simple yet refined. And I would say that also, you know, it's got the wax coating on like the a maker's yeah, mark. It, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I like it. Let's give it a nose. This is a Venezuelan rum, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> Son. Yeah. Like a like again caramel toffee like a like a toasted caramel I guess if you could do that it's got like a toast it's got some heat in it yeah. and, and it, it's it's pushing me more towards a twenty three year old Kirk mm-hmm. Sweeney like we're getting more back in that direction it does it smells it, it knows is very similar to the to the Kirk and All right, Sweeney let's give it a taste all right laddie taste it if you dare I don't know where my pirates are from but you know. That's very, very smooth. Ooh. It's extremely smooth. Like, no bite on that whatsoever. Oh, man. Uh, it it almost gives me... A, I know they said it was aged in bourbon barrels, but it almost comes off like sherry. It's got a very, like, a very fruity undertone. Very smooth. Sweet. Very it, sweet. It, Lots it, of floral, fruit... You know it's sweet, but it's not as sweet as the Kirk and Sweeney. Like the Kirk and Sweeney, for some reason, just yeah, like they it's out of here. yeah they nailed it. Like it's just a very and I know we keep going back to that, and I, I mean, I'm glad we started with it because it kind of set that standard of what what it should be. And you know, some have lived up to the expectations, and some fell short. But that's kind of what it's about. But that's that's extremely smooth. I like that. That is. A fantastic bottle of rum. Yeah. Man, well done. Like a toasted marshmallow almost, you know? Man, it, it's something. It, it is so delicious. Mm-hmm. And again, as, and I, I guess I mentioned it. It is a product of Venezuela, uh, which is cool. We are kind of going all around the world here. You know, we've hit Panama here and in the Dominican Republic. We've gone to Venezuela. Man, this is this is fun. I might have dysentery by the time it's all said and done. <laughs> Uh, which I do have a story about that, but which won't share it in this particular. Oh, I have one podcast, as well yeah. when we were deployed, and it sucked really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, uh, we were in Belize, and I drank some sugar cane, and uh, I got sick. Oh boy. Well, yeah, that was it. Was in Belize. I thought you were talking about Tbilisi. No, oh. <laughs> well, no, not Tbilisi. That's, that's another story. Different story. <laughs> uh, that's another story for another story. Yes. All right, I'm finishing mine here. Hey, I'm, go I'm behind it. the curve. Go Sorry. for it, man. Oh, this is a this is a good flight. I'm mm. really this. I'm enjoying it. You're gonna be a rum man before this is we, over with. Hey, I, <laughs> from the value proposition that it it gives, I don't see why I wouldn't. Ooh, I mean, boy, this has been an interesting flight. All right, yeah. uh, let's move on to our next one. Now we're gonna pick up the pace, maybe a tiny amount. We've already coved five. Are we looking on time, real quick, just out of curiosity. Okay, yeah, well, we're good. We're good on time. All right. All right, we're going to move on to our number six. Yes. Remember, we've got seven seas to sail. Yes. All right. All right, we're going to move on to the Ron Barcelo Año Rum. Anejo. 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 <laughs> Here, I'm going to give you this once you have a look. I know that bottle's a little dark. Now, um, yeah. out of all of these so far, this is the rum that has a dark bottle as opposed to a light-colored bottle, so... What you think? I think it's good. Now I will note that this is a bottle that I brought. This is unique because this was bo- this was purchased in the Dominican Republic. Mm. So I purchased this while I was on a, a wedding. My wife's good friend was getting married, so I got this and the the last bottle uh, both in the Dominican Republic. Nice. So this is actually bottled at thirty seven point five. So it's a, it's like a seventy five. Proof, but that's only because that's how they do it in the Dominican Republic. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read the uh, 
internet description of our uh, spirit that we have here. Uh, popular Dominican Republic brand, Ron Barcelo, Barcelo, I'm sorry, I, I'm not good at pronouncing this stuff, <laughs> is now distilled by, oh my gosh, I'm never going to try to, pre- I'll tell you what, just for a laugh, I'll try to Let's pronounce do this. Uh, Alcoholes Finos Dominicanos. Good shot. De- Demon- <laughs> whatever. You get it. Yep. All right, you understand. They use 100 percent sugarcane juice from the country for their distillation. Uh, The operation also prides itself on its efficiency and eco-friendly practices. Uh, Barcelo does their aging in used American bourbon barrels, vertically stacked, which are scraped, scrapped, scraped, and recharred in between uses. Scraped, yes, would be scraped. Yep. Sorry. (laughs) The rum's the talking. The rum gotcha. All right. Uh, this review was done with their 37.5% alcohol by volume bottling, which is sold around the world. In the U.S., the minimum bottling must be 40% ABV. Yes. All right. So it is a, a lower alcohol content. All right. Nose. Spicy and toasty with notes of dark oak. Marasca cherries. Marasca. Marasca cherries. Hints of butterscotch and cedar. Man, I can't wait to smell that. <laughs> All right, the palate is Your a glass. tangy. Thank you, sir. Here you go. Right. You got me? Yep. The palate is a tangy, caramel-rich palate with cocoa butter and a little youthful oak and spice. Youthful. What makes it youthful, I wonder? Um, that might be their way of dancing around saying that this is not a super-aged rum. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right, the finish. Spiced. And sweet with creamy chocolate. So All right. again, rum is a sweet drink, so I'm getting lots of sweetness in this description. Well, I will tell you before you take that and before you nose it, mm-hmm. this is not a super high-end rum. This is more like the Jack Daniels of rum. Um, so the expectation, I'm just setting the expectation for everybody. It's, Their version of what their their Jack this, Daniels of yeah, it's like a, a house like a house wine or a table wine type. It's like something that you would find in their house that like oh we have rum you can it's multi purpose you can use it for whatever it's not exactly like a, a sipping rum. Let's taste it. So this would actually be my first time tasting this without a mixer. So it'll be interesting. All right, so I'm instantly in the nose. I am totally uh, grasping what you're saying. <laughs> Kind of alcoholic. The, the color is not as dark, not as uh, red. It doesn't really stick yeah. to the glass. Yeah. Well, let's give so it a taste. We're going to be in, in, interesting. <laughs> and it, it tastes like you would expect a a table rum. It's not actually not. It's not even as well. That might be because it's proofed down to to seventy five percent. It is actually really smooth. Like, I didn't taste any. Yeah, There's you know, no alcohol um, flavor to that. Man, that, that's actually quite good. Yeah, that's actually surprising. <laughs> Surprisingly good. So, Based it, on what you just told me. Well, again. Now, if you wouldn't have told me that it was a table rum, I may not have come to that assumption. Well, I mean, you're looking at, a, a realistically, a bottle that's like 25, 25 bucks. 35, wow. 30 bucks US. Yeah, it's not an expense. This is by no means an Captain, expensive be, Captain Morgan better be looking at yeah. it. So this is way better than Captain. It's not an expensive bottle. Um, now, it is aged. They don't have an age statement on it. It is an aged bottle. But again, these all have age statements or blended age statements. This one does not. They just state aged. So that could be six months. It could be... <laughs> Six years. Who knows? The the nose is a little alcoholy and a little grainy. Yeah, kind of, I would agree. You know, brings me into a – when I, when I nose it, it makes me think when I drink this, it's going to burn. It's going to be harsh. Not at all. Uh, it does have a little bit of that afterburn, but mm-hmm. a good after flavor. Like the, the finish is really nice. But then the initial um, – you know, taste is uh, very good. Yeah. And it doesn't really, you know, burn like some harsh spirit that you, it's not like drinking like pure grain, you know, gin or. Well, it's super smooth. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh. 
Sorry if I poured you too. Pour. Sorry if I poured too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily we only have one more to go yeah. because I am getting a little sauced. <laughs> and you okay. know the the last one is actually a very unique. I, I honestly the alcohol content in that isn't extremely high. It's not a super high proof. Like, it, but the story behind it is really really cool. I'm going to finish this one while yeah, you're, you're go talking. So you're going to mention, you're going to talk about the next one. Right. So the next bottling is actually something that's very unique. And I think it's more of a cultural thing. Every culture has it. I know, um, you know, I'm, I'm half Korean. So in the Korean culture, they do something very similar. They, they will take a bottle of uh, like rice wine or plum wine and they'll stick roots like a uh, ginseng root root or something they'll they'll steep it in there and they'll kind of impart that flavor into that and it'll become almost like a medicinal type drink uh, this is very similar it's the national drink of the dominican republic it's called uh mama juana not, oh, not what, a, what a who mama juana Yes, interesting name. Um, and this actually came about from my wife's good friend. Um, she was getting married. They did a, a. They got married in the Dominican Republic, so we we flew out there. Uh, we flew out there. the The wedding was like two days. We flew out there three days early and kind of did like a little mini vacay, um, and we got to spend the week out there. But this was one of the gifts that they gave to all of their wedding. Uh, attendees they were like hey thanks for coming out here it's the national drink and this is something that you'll see them drink before every like after every meal it's like a digestive type deal they do it for celebrations um and it's very, very cool. yeah it's very unique uh, every there's different recipes there's not a very like these are all professionally made spirits this is unfiltered this is definitely something that's more of a regional thing you know, they're kind of just putting tree bark and roots, like very, very interesting I think there's things. like a baby's toe floating in that or something. Possibly. It could be. It, there's really no rules or regulations. call Hillary Clinton. Maybe well, she wants to Full try. disclosure, there's no regulations on this, so I, this could be whatever. No, it could yes. be anything. Yes, I have. Um, nice. So, yeah. I, too, just, like to live dangerously, lad. So, just to give you a little bit of background, it's a drink of the Dominican Republic that is concocted. You notice they said concocted, not distilled, because it's the base is rum, and then they add to it. So, it's concocted by allowing rum, red wine, and honey to soak in a bottle with tree bark and herbs. So, herbs are very ambiguous. It could be just whatever's around them. This is some voodoo shit. It is some voodoo shit. I'm not going to lie. Um, and the color is uh, a dark, deep red. The flavor profile would be completely different from bottle to bottle because there's a different amount of bark, a different amount. Like, seriously, guys, this this is some voodoo shit. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, what you got, lad? So Let I will, me grab my boarding sword. I will tell you, the longer you allow this to steep, the less bitter that it gets. Um, when we first got this, this has been steeping for about three and a half years. I oh, lost the plank, ah, boy. Ah. <laughs> it ain't got an edge on it. So, it'll poke you, though. This is... Holy smokes. All look right. at the color on that. Yeah, buddy. There's an eyeball floating in it. So when we first bottled this, or when they first bottled this, it was like a super bright red color. And now it's like kind of mellowed out. It's not going to be as bitter. Um, bitter? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Wow, oh. that's a healthy pour. Oh, yeah. I well, noticed your pours are on the, the hefty side compared um, to mine. You know, it's I like to enjoy myself. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So the nose, again is going to be op open to interpretation. So I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what you come up with and what I come up with. Let me know it first since you've had it yeah. already. All right, look. Right out the... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Look, right out the gate, I will say that um, the, the smell of it, the nose of it, puts me in the mind of Jägermeister. Like, it's got a very rooty, herby, um, complex 
rooty mm-hmm. kind of smell to earthy, it. Almost. earthy. Yes, yes ginseng. Well, everything yeah. is from this. Basically, this whole thing is from the earth. It's all roots, all bark, all yeah. all natural. It, it puts stuff. me directly in the line of Jägermeister immediately. One hundred percent. It's all like basically licorice, almost it's, a cough syrup, medicine-y yeah, kind of flavor, well, but not in a bad way. They use it as a medicinal thing, so it's like if you are sick. Mm. You drink it. All right, can we taste it? Oh, yeah. It tastes medicinal. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Now, uh, you did mention, <laughs> uh, possibly earlier, that these drinks were also treated as an aphrodisiac. <laughs> yes. it's It can be used as an aphrodisiac, a digestive, pretty much... Anything that requires a medicinal use. Yeah, I'm wondering. It's a little bit bitter. I will tell you that the finish is bitter, but that's as to be expected with roots and herbs and yeah. stuff like that. Well, you know, Jägermeister's not bitter. It's sweet. But that's, well, Jägermeister is uh, more of a, what do they call that? A liqueur. A liqueur. So it's more of like a syrupy type deal mm. oh look at the color it changed so if the you color have an erection class, that man. lasts more than eight hours you should consult a doctor is that the idea yes yes you should oh my gosh four hours. Oh, more than four hours okay <laughs> who's counting wow <laughs> well you gotta it, finish yours it'll make you healthier i finished mine yeah it's um, good. it's good i'm just i'm trying to sort of take little little mini mini it, strides here. It tastes exactly how it looks. If you look and smell. If you look at the bottle, it's full of literally it's full of like roots and herbs and tree bark. And look at the color left in the glass. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's very um sticky and grabby. <laughs> but you know what? It's not terrible. It does have a very I'm not going to say super bitter, but it tastes like how you would imagine cough syrup. If somebody said this is medicine and they gave me that, it would taste like medicine. It tastes like that. It it does have a medicinal overtone to it for yep. sure. That you know, you would you would smell Jägermeister and you would think, okay, this is going to taste like cough syrup. And some people associate the taste of Jägermeister with a very syrupy uh, cough syrup, medicine-y type flavor. However, uh, Jägermeister has a nice smooth. Um, sweet finish. This is pure medicinal. It, it tastes like something your grandma would give you. I'm glad you you saved this for last. Oh yeah, I honest, honestly it it mellowed out a tremendous amount when I first tried this like three years ago. It was it, like it literally felt like it turned your mouth inside out because it was so bitter. Right, and now it's super mellow. That is extremely mellow just, from what it was. Know, no edge. I'm not it's worried about you know, that. I know you open. wouldn't cut me, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm going to stab you in the throat, mm-hmm. boy. Here, check it out. Uh, anyway, so, all right, guys. This has been our flight. I know we went a little tiny amount over on time. I hope you guys really enjoyed this flight. There's no way you can enjoy it as much as we did. No However, way. Hopefully, this gives you guys an idea of what's out there in the way of rum. Uh, these are definitely the heavy hitters of the rum world. Um, Kirk and Sweeney, I have to say, for the money, minus that, um, out of out of all of them, certainly one. I'd have to say, I would agree with you. I think that Kirk and Sweeney knocked it out of the park. That is, I'm going to go buy a bottle after this. The packaging, the presentation, the color, uh, the beauty of it, just the the price, the value for what you get for the money. Um, and the flavor, yeah, and the smoothness of it, it has everything a growing boy needs in terms of. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, as rum goes, Kirk and Sweeney is is by far one of my favorites. Now, I will say, um, I would say number two would be the Zacapa for sure. I, it, I I think yeah, Kirk and Sweeney is one. Zacapa's second. Who's number three? Uh, Santa. Yeah, is number three. That bottle right there, I don't know the name of it. Zafra. Yep, Zafra, number four. I would even put this bottle as number five. Mm-hmm. I'm 
really tempted to put this as six and then that is seven. Agreed. I mean, I, this so bottle for, really didn't do it for all me. Right, so all right. So for our listeners, I know the folks on the video saw in point, but I just want to mention for our, our listeners, uh, the way we'll rank these is number one is the Kirk and Sweeney. Number two is the Ron Zacapa XO. All right. Number three would be our Santa Teresa. Uh, number four would be our Zafra Master Reserve Single Barrel. All right, uh, number five would be our Ron Barcelo. Uh, number six would be our domestically produced uh, Mama 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 Wana Mama Wana Mama Wana. Yeah. All right, and then last our Grandeur Panama Single Barrel Rum uh, didn't quite score so high on this particular flight. And you know, I know they're a Georgia company, but you know, everybody has room to grow, and there's absolutely nothing wrong that has its place. I again premium mixer. I think it is a premium mixer. Premium mixer, definitely. Uh guys, thank you so much for tuning in for this podcast. Uh we are soft. <laughs> we hope you are too by this point. And uh thank you so much for the support. Go over to Ballistic Inc., pick yourself up a snazzy t shirt, and that'll support our efforts and uh I mean gosh, it's gonna take quite a few t shirts to cover this bottle of XO. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Bye, everybody. You, I, I'm trying to to uh, engage the camera a little bit, but I hope you guys understand, like Matt and I are trying to get in the zone here. But thank you guys for watching, if you're watching, and thank you for listening. Make sure you go over and leave us a great review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you follow us. Uh, make sure you give us a good rating so we can get on up there in those search results. And uh, tell your friends. Uh, we're not going anywhere, so thank you so much. Narmity, make sure you go grab yourself a bottle of rum. Get in the boarding party, because here we come. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Life, Liberty, and Pursuit. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are found. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that. You can support us over on Ballistic Inc. by picking yourself up some merch. And remember, guys, dangerous freedom. Have a good one.